You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hello and welcome to the Retro Detroit Nerdfighters podcast. My name is Ian the Well-Informed. I'm brought here today by two other hosts. Their names are... I'm Kathy, the CSA. Uh, Phil, the UB. Yes. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. Um, I just found out that um, this podcast is actually on iTunes and Stitcher, and I only thought this was um, on SoundCloud. I know, right? Right, Dave? Well, isn't, uh, this, isn't I'll talk to you later. <laughs> isn't uh, SoundCloud uh, on the verge of perpetually on the verge of bankruptcy? Yeah, they've been saying that for two years. It ain't going anywhere. The no. reality is, SoundCloud makes it rain. Uh, if it never ended, it'd be out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, there, there's a whole lot of practical reasons why it won't go away, but topic for another time. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, we have. Um, more guests than I've ever um, had. Like, there's enough guests here to come um, on all the other um, guests combined. Like within all the other um, other podcasts that I've done, that this podcast has done, we have more guests now than all those combined. But We're almost um, a baseball team. Almost. Uh, almost a baseball team. A baseball team? Yeah. yeah. We Not could a, be right? a basketball team. I, or a gaggle. Oh. I feel like gaggle is a, a good gaggle? word. Yeah, like gaggle. gaggle. It's a good number. It's more than a few, but less than a lot. A gaggle. I like gaggle. I thought it was more like a motley crew. Yeah? You like gaggle? <laughs> because I'm kind of... We are a pretty motley crew some days, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Because I've <laughs> so many guests, I feel like I need a... To kickstart my heart right now, just to be happy. <laughs> Motley Crew. Right? Uh-huh. Yes, well done. Well done. <laughs> now, um, so yeah, first topic I wanted to um, talk to us about was um, a little bit about um, Star Wars. As um, I know that most of us haven't watched um, the newest Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and. Um, I don't want to put up any spoilers, but to the people I heard who Darth are... Vader comes back in this one. Yes, he does. <laughs> no, he so doesn't. Let's... <laughs> I said it before the movie. I'm saying it now. I hate the pork. I hate everything about them. <laughs> you know, the so, pork. So I think you'll like the, the pork barbecue that does, I heard was a deleted scene. Pork barbecue? Um, nah. it, it wasn't a deleted scene. Um, and I've already seen the movie. Um, as I said, I, I walked in before seeing it, uh, and after seeing it, I still hate them. Yes. Well, if you blend uh, science uh, science fiction uh, movies together, you could have a situation where you have the Porg and then the Borg, and they're like the reverse of each <laughs> you other. You will be assimilated. Right. You will be assimilated by cuteness. They're, exactly. They're Ewoks 2.0. Uh, it is what it is. Did you not oh. like Ewoks? No. Okay, so you just don't like the cute characters. Well, you have to understand, I didn't like Ewoks because once you find out that Return of the Jedi was supposed to be on Chewbacca's planet, and they were all supposed to be Wookiees, oh. but they made the change to sell toys, See, I don't then you know, become I bitter know. and cynical like me. 
<laughs> oh, so basically Ewoks equals commercialism. Exactly. So yeah. Porgs equal. Can They're you... just there to sell toys. Yeah. Just like BB-8. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the little creature. Or football helmets. Mm-hmm. You see the BB-8 football helmets? Uh, and then the No. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins. Yep. And then it was the uh, uh, Patriots was the uh, Rebels. Yeah. So, yeah, the chickens that sound like they're screaming and our furries were perfectly executed, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the, uh, not the, not the great, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's it's going to make a ton of money. I'm actually, I'm, I'm holding off judgment. I'm seeing it with the kids again tomorrow. Um, and I'm, I want to see how they react. I thought. Are you polluting your kids' minds with, uh, spoilers? Or no, are you 100% no, no, no. letting them do it their way? No, no, no. Letting them do it. Like, I, I took, and did the same thing with the last two movies, too. Um, I, I think it could have had 20 minutes edited out of it and it would have made it for a better movie. Um, it was, and that's way too long, two and a half hours. And then you add the previews and trailers and all that stuff. I mean, it, that's a three hour time commitment that there's no way that movie, I mean, there, and there's easily 20 minutes that could have been cut from that movie and you would have missed nothing. It's, yeah. it's like episode one. You can just pretend it never happens and you miss nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I personally like gambling, though. But see, I and honestly, that's you. that's they could have cut that entire thing <laughs> and wouldn't have missed anything. I would have wished to see Lando Calrissian. Though. See, and honestly, that's what I was waiting for. Um, and and so my what I had said with the last two movies is that I I believe they have come up with the formula for all Star Wars movies moving forward. Which is they have their little dose of I remember at the beginning and then, hey, look how cute and funny our writers are for about an hour and a half. And then I remember. And so they did, except that I remember doesn't quite – doesn't happen at the end of the movie this time. I'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and thank goodness no spoilers. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, speaking about being at war, there's like – I'd say about 19,500,000 rebels talking about um, um, rebelling against net neutrality. <laughs> well, rebelling against the repeal of net neutrality, yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, that's a totally different thing. Yeah, o- only the Republicans were rebelling against net neutrality. <laughs> <laughs> and only about one in five of them, mm-hmm. based on what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, you know, uh, people uh, gotta keep their corporate their their large profits in line, right? I mean, that's kind of like how you know, these rules will change every single administration. They will flip and flop every single every time we switch presidential administrations, and they have like whether it's net neutrality or other rules that uh, loosen or tighten uh, restrictions on utilities. When you go with the Democrats, it goes one way. When they go with the Republicans, it's another. It's just how they fundamentally govern, right? I think it's so you're saying you believe the Republicans govern? Uh, loosely. I mean, they're in power. They are in power. That is a thing. No. They are in power, but that doesn't mean they govern. Eh. They got Semantics. it done. They got it done. Semantics. Yeah. Semantics. Anyway. I rather use Cue the Groucho Marks. I'm always for semantics. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> uh, and even Windows Defender. Shoot. Ah. Um, <laughs> But no, um, for the one person who's listening to this podcast who doesn't know what net neutrality is and why it's being repealed. Um, Insert a $20 bill into your iPhone and you'll hear the defin- Ian define net neutrality. 
It's just free internet. It's as simple as that. And um, well, FCC- it's not necessarily free internet. It's free information on the internet. Well, it's the difference between being able to drive where you want on a road, as opposed to having to pay money to go to different places. You know, mm-hmm. we expect roads that we can go anywhere we want to go. Yeah, if you want, if you want to ride on the roads for free, you can. Well, go, no, we pay for go, our roads. We pay for our roads, but it's well, a with that, without addition, right. without an additional right. cost, you can go on two lane highway, or if you want the super fast route, you know, pay, be prepared to pay a fifty dollar toll to for nice, nice freeways that you can go one hundred and twenty miles per hour. I can go one hundred and twenty. Really? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't do that on the Jersey Turnpike. No, not on the Jersey Turnpike. I'm like, Dave, Dave, where are we and, going? It's 120, and, and which car are we renting? Yeah, and fact, when do we leave? Yeah, because they they question you if you make it to your exit too fast. Yeah, because oh. I was gonna I was gonna say like that. Did you see that video? Uh, was it the last time around? Casey Neistat with the Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I figured that thing can go pretty fast. Uh, but we would need a road that would allow us in this 120 mile an hour road. I feel like this is exactly where we would go, like road trip time. Yeah. <sighs> But that's more like a one-way street than a two-way street, right? <laughs> just by paying, and I'm just uh, mansplaining. I should stop. <laughs> or, no, or another um, metaphor, if you like, to revisit something we talked about in the past here. Imagine the internet becomes Star Wars Battlefront 2 with all of its microtransaction nonsense. No, no, no. This is worse than Battlefront 2. This is... You can make microtransactions and then you can partition it to classes. This is mm-hmm. much worse than Battlefront 2. Well, no, and, and laughably, like, I, I was just having this conversation with the last show, and, and my, my question is if this happens the way it's played out in, say, Argentina – where there are, oh, you want social media, that's six bucks for today or 50 bucks for the month. Is internet access and social media access going to become a class slash elitist thing? Have, have not, yeah. You know, mm. like, oh, you're, you're so poor you can't afford Snapchat or what do you mean you're not, you know, you, what, you're not on Facebook? Nah. Like, is, is that going to become a thing? So it's, I'm curious to see how this plays out. It's going to look more like Tatooine. Uh. <laughs> no, um, a little more personal. A lot of my friends who know that I went to study for information systems and cybersecurity have been asking me what um how does this affect big data how does this affect security and is this a good thing on that level and like if you're wanting to come and work for those companies like the Comcast the Verizons the AT&T's yeah that's a great thing they're going to probably um be hiring a lot more like within working with legal oh routers and packet shaping and all that fun stuff absolutely but in the general scheme of things like the youtubes the twitters the facebook's the reddits this will damage them why does the service provider have to charge people that already um have um sites that are already like big businesses Mm -hmm. that already have a stock (laughs) well because you know see the the Providers, they make money, but they want to make all the money. 
Well, and I mean, I think about the, to me, like the worst case scenario with this is like, so you've got Comcast, you know, big national provider uh, that's a part of NBC Universal. So NBC Universal has an exclusive deal with Hulu. That's where their shows go. So if they are, if their parent company is is getting money from Hulu and that's their deal, why would they not slow down, filter, or otherwise impede, say, Netflix? Why wouldn't they? Right, because at the end of the day, distribution is where the power lies. That's yep. one of the things that newspapers failed to realize. They thought it was their content that everyone came and would pay for, right? The news story. The reality is, is that what people paid for was the distribution. Uh-huh. And the story was just kind of on the outside of that. And when Facebook made the decision that we're going to be like a newspaper, that's where they, that's where the money, that's why the money went away because there's no reason to advertise in something that doesn't have the, con- the distribution point. And so with net neutrality, these companies want to own a distribution point so they can make more money. Yeah, it makes things easier on them and guarantees a safe and secure amount of money. But then, well, and I mean, yeah. honestly, my biggest issue with it is that you know it, it kind of goes against the founding principles of the internet. And I mean, and I guess the, you know that's the part that people miss or don't understand is part of the reason why there are so many security breaches and part of the reason why a lot of that stuff happens is because the the internet was designed from day one to be well, I won't say the internet. I will say the web was designed to be open and free exchange of information. So like TCP IP is a very insecure protocol because it wasn't designed to be secure. It was designed to help facilitate sharing and openness. So this, I guess I'll call it a setback, hopefully a temporary one, kind of goes against that entire philosophy of open exchange of information. It really does. Yeah. At a, uh, yeah. And it's able to sustain. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Kathy, could you, uh, in terms of um, how you, sp- hey, how do you spend your news? How do like, I, hey, what do you use for news? I watch television. Mm-hmm. I read a few things on the internet, but not not much. I'm again, I'm not very trusting of pretty much any sources, so I take it all with a grain of salt. Um, but I'm I'm not one who is. You guys know that I'm not all over the internet. I I'm not. I use it occasionally. It has its purposes. For me, what hits home with me on this is they've done this now after they. Seemed, and I'm going to use the word loosely. They've addicted most of society to these sites and these whatever it is that they're now going to charge you for. Um, I think they've done studies now where they take these kids' phones away and they actually have physical, you yeah, know, anxiety. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's. I'm going to say they're addicted to it, and now we got you, and now we don't all go to the library to look stuff up, and mm-hmm. we don't all get their our news from the newspapers. I do. I read my local little. Uh, City newspaper, too, to catch up on things. You know who's really um, happy about this? Blockbuster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. why there's those couple of holdouts in Alaska. They're right. That video back. was great, that one in Alaska of all the – people go up there and get, get their like new Blockbuster card and then uh-huh. come back down to mess with people. Where it's like – and the, the timestamp on it will be like uh-huh. whatever, 12 one seventeen. Right. 
<laughs> I have a good story about that. Um, I got my Blockbuster card like way back when, and then two weeks later, the all of them just shut down. Like <laughs> all of them went bankrupt. But yeah, I do have to agree with you that Blockbuster is happy about that, considering how many uh, retweets they get on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. And hey, buy stock in Family Video. Uh, check out and see how Redbox is doing these days. It's it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I, I'm i not going to lie. On some level, I would like to see, you know, internet access curtailed a bit just from – I, 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 if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Mm-hmm. I still blame AOL for making it way too easy for people to get on the internet. Um and I do. I you know it. It would probably do society good if if more people were logged out a bit. I would. I would like to see that. I would like to see it scaled back. Um, Except for quite the fine podcasts at Podcast Detroit, right? Yes. yes. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, but it does serve its purpose. I mean, there is a lot of useful information. There's you know. But 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 also to your point, you were talking about TV news, and mm-hmm. to me, although I work, I I own an online publication. Mm-hmm. Um. But a lot of people are not uh, critical about what they see, right? It's not just up to the it's news not source, just the TV, though. right? It's I know, but I'm saying like whether it's talking about Dave that got shared on Facebook or whatever. Oh, I know. I'm like, saying is like TV, Facebook. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Be critical and look once at you, things. Yeah, once you, most people are like, once you find something that suits your point of view, that's what you stick with. Well, in in reality, yeah. truth is gray, and there is a lot of things where. You look at Fox News, you know it's going to be right of center. I'm a gray world girl. Yeah, right. definitely. And you look at definitely. MSNBC, it's going to be left of center. I and you like just know that. I like to watch both of them. Yeah. I, I literally like to turn on both those channels and watch their viewpoints. One is totally pro-Trump and yep. the other is totally against. Well, so the issue you have with like Facebook, for example, is Facebook basically is designed to trap you in an echo chamber. Because their algorithm right. says, okay, yeah. that's right. what you like. That's what you interact with. Therefore, I will give you more of that. And it's kind of like the people who are addicted to like Coke or heroin or whatever. Sorry if I can talk about this. But it's like, you oh, can. I can do just a little. Yeah, I have. It's too late now. Uh, well, I can do just a little. I can turn on that Facebook uh-huh. for five minutes. And then like you say, you go into a vacuum and three hours later, you're looking at ads and buying Right. And six hours later, I'm watching existed. a rabbit. How many T-shirts Facebook, have you ordered, Dave? I, they're, they're, I, I would not like to say. All right. A lot. 10% a, of Facebook stock price is based on all the advertisers that buy. The, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. One of those. Yep. <laughs> Everybody's got their – everyone's got their vice and apparently that's Dave's. Yeah. And I'm and I'm wearing a Pac-Man. <laughs> I'm wearing yeah. a Pac-Man suit. So. And it is a shark no. suit, sir. Shark <laughs> it suit. Is. It is sharp, yeah. It's a little small but, but what can you do? Just take the compliment. It's a sharp suit. <laughs> it's a sharp – yes. Uh, thank you. Um <laughs> No, um, I had a transition, but there's nothing um, that can go along with Sorry. Um, Then Sorry. the proper transition is just, hey, moving on to the next topic. Okay. Right. <laughs> next. This is yes. where the soundboard comes in. <laughs> yes, yes. Moving on to the next topic, I wanted to talk about um, people who um, like need a reasonable accommodation, who um, – when they're working, they um, like say, for instance, I have uh, um, I have a heart murmur. I um, I have a hard time like um, 
I have a physical disability. I don't have an easy time with um, doing a lot of strenuous activities like, say, um, construction work and stuff like that. And I wanted to talk a little more about that. And somebody that I wanted to bring on to this podcast is a uh, uh, two people, um, one named Nadia and one named Brittany. And I wanted to talk to them about that, like um, how they um, – Work uh, um, work within um, work within their jobs and what they what types of jobs they're looking for. So um, I'm letting them prepare because they're kind of having a, a back and forth right now. But um, um, whenever they're ready, I'm um, ready to um, talk with them. Um, um, I'm just waiting. So Brittany's actually the translator. Yes, Brittany um, is the translator. Interpreter. 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 Me. Translator, interpreter. Um, There's a big difference. Uh, translator is more of a French to Spanish. and uh, Actually, a translator is from paper written. Oh, a translator is from written paper to written paper. So there's a ton of time. There's no stress. You get to think about how you want to do it. You can erase it and change it if you want. An interpreter is in the moment right now happening. Everything I'm saying, Brittany is interpreting into ASL. Okay. And what is uh, ASL? Oh, sorry. American Sign Language. American Sign Language. Okay. Events occur in real time. Yes. Yes. We are listening to Mystery Science Theater 3000. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So. Um. Um. Uh, do you, we can always just take a quick break. Um, yeah, we can. I guess we can take a quick break out and just have a little reset. Life's good. Life's good. That's the beauty of the format because then it gets edited out before it goes. Yeah, we need to take a quick break, dude. <laughs> All right, sounds good. And we'll be right back. Yeah, it will. Welcome back to the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters. My name is Ian, and that music is coming from two YouTube channels. One named Bulby and another one named Looter, L-O-E-D-E-R. Find them on YouTube. They um, do 8-bit songs on uh, retro video games. So when we were uh, – last uh, last part of the episode, we were talking about reasonable accommodation. And um, Kathy, could you um, – yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to talk to Brittany, who is trans, who is interpreting for Nadia, who is deaf. Um, and we just wanted to know a little bit about what reasonable accommodations that Nadia needs to perform her job, and if she feels they're sufficient and, I guess, easily accessible. How hard is it to get an employer to give you reasonable accommodations? And she's just yes, signing. Recently, mm-hmm. um, it was hard for me to get a job, find a job. 
it's very difficult. It's really hard. It's better if people understand. And when I like, I send them my resume. I'm one of the last people that's picked. Nadia, what do you feel like that you need at the job um, that is reasonable that would that would help your employment possibilities? What accommodations are necessary? I feel like what best helps me with my accommodations is maybe understanding best or people who are hearing and can understand better. So, so a better question to ask Sorry, is interpreter clarification, um, the hearing people having better understanding of what I need for accommodation uh, as a deaf person. Um, better question to ask is um, what, are you looking for in a job? Uh, it doesn't really matter any job. Like right now I have two jobs. I'm happy at both. Uh, there are two different kind of jobs. I work at a restaurant and I work at a department store. Yeah. And they're both easy for me. And they're good experiences. Yeah, I used to work in a merchandising store called Kohl's. Um, <laughs> Saying the K word, Ian. Ian. And um, I would, um, <laughs> um, one of the, um, <laughs> one of the things I really liked is that um, they could, um, whatever person would um, um show that they wanted to do the job, say, um, always ask the supervisor what they wanted to do, and then slowly over time, supervisors would end up um, seeing their dedication and um, give them more hours. <laughs> so what can I interrupt here just for a minute? From what I'm hearing from Nadia is that the employers don't know what she needs to perform the job properly. So it sounds like educating the employers to start with. Is that correct? Uh, and I know we have a little delay because Brittany's signing to Nadia and then Nadia is signing back to Brittany for the answer. But And I also think there's probably a misconception in play, um, too, about an employer knowing what kind of jobs Nadia is, is capable of doing. So I think it, I think it goes back to the education of the employer mm -hmm. on what's needed. And how do you break that down? Now, if you went to this department store's corporate office, I think you'd have a lot better chances of finding um, accommodations than when you go down to the smaller stores to the yeah because down the chain. You know, work, you know I you know working for a big corporation like I do, a lot of those companies I imagine have their various diversity programs. That, you know, but to my knowledge, most, you know, I'm most familiar with those occurring at the corporate level. Um, when you get down to the actual brick and mortar locations, mm -hmm. I, how, how, how does that education occur? I, I've never seen any education in the store level and I've been there for 15 years now and I don't, I don't ever recall an education on accommodations for disabled. Um, there, employment. Are, there are programs. I just wish that like, 
this was a little bit more mainstream, like not having a program, but more of just having it be matter of fact. And um, one of the big reasons why I want to do this podcast is because we, um, as a society, we need to be aware of um, how much little time is put into um, people with a disability. Um, say, for example, myself, who um, has um, asthma. I don't um, – it's not hard for me to work. I can do merchandising. I can do um, IT work, um, run around. I just can't do it uh, far too much. I can't um, – I can't do like a 10 mile marathon or I can't do a lot of construction work. And those are my, those are my limits. <laughs> I think it's mainstreaming the person with a disability. Um, I, I think we tend to put them in certain places like the MORC or the new horizons, or we tend to group them together instead of trying to allow them to spread out into the different corporations. But again, it, when when I'm talking, it all comes back to money for everything. These companies don't want to pay to train. They, you know, they're. You can find a million reasons to hire someone other than the person with a disability, and probably do it um, within the legal system. It's yeah. just a matter of. It's just a matter of people see the money and. They say this person has a disability, and so we're mm -hmm. this person may have more experience, but they are going to be turned down because it's probably going to affect them at the job, and not usually not so. Like, uh, right. Okay. <clears throat> One thing that most employers don't realize nowadays is that the only thing deaf people cannot do is hear. And with technology nowadays, they can answer phones, they can do everything that a hearing person can do. Um, there, I work as an interpreter at Sorensen Video Relay Services, and all I do all day is take phone calls on a video screen from deaf people connecting to hearing people on an actual phone somewhere. Deaf people can do absolutely everything a hearing person can do. The problem is that employers aren't aware of it. So it's education. So it's education of the employers. Mm -hmm. And also, employers don't realize that if they have to hire an interpreter for training, they don't necessarily have to hire an interpreter for every day on the job, just for meetings or what have you. And also, hiring an interpreter is tax deductible. So it costs them nothing by the end of the year because that money is stays in their pocket in the forms of tax returns and stuff like that. Now, I have a question for you. You said tax deduction. Um, um, is your company like a 501c3 or c4? Or? Nope. Uh, Sorensen is a for-profit company that's out there, and there's other companies like us. There's Purple, there's different VRS um, video relay services available out there for the deaf community to use. And one of the most frustrating things 
that I personally experience as an interpreter on the phones is when I connect the call from the deaf person to the hearing person, the hearing person will hang up because they think, you know, well, I don't have to talk to a deaf person. I can't talk to a deaf person or what have you. It's not just employers. It's the entire hearing community. If you've never been exposed to it, how are you supposed to know? And it's an unfortunate side effect that I don't think most people get exposed to it unless they have a reason to be exposed to it, like they have a deaf family member or something like that. You know, our our society just doesn't place a high value on seeking out those type of experiences. And I don't know how you correct for something like that. Yeah, and most I mean, and person right, to person, person, person to person, one at a time, small community gatherings, small events. Mm-hmm. Like I um, know this um, group called the IT and the D, where they have, have uh, monthly meetings. Heard about them as well. <laughs> yes, I know, yeah. right? Where if only we knew, if only we knew anybody who was involved. If only. In right. if only. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just building a small community and building it from there. And um, it doesn't always have to be like IT and the D where they um, help with, like, job recruitment and just networking and having fun at the same time. So, And we need to support these smaller efforts for the people – I I go for all of the smaller ones, for the the smaller – Organic farmers, the smaller communities that are, are helping to include the people with disabilities. We have to support these smaller, even if it's, you know, takes a little bit more out of us. It's so important that a little bit more time, I, a little, I'll pay a little bit more. Let's just support the good projects, the good works that these people are trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Just keeping people informed. It's kind of that's the point of all this. Um, helping for a need because people don't always have the right information. Um, so yeah, um, that's. Um, <coughs> yeah, I think so there was a there's a blog article I wrote um, that I called the game uh, because I had somebody that I worked with. Uh, your God, probably ten years ago now. Uh, Sarah, who came up to me at lunch one day and she said, look, I need to know how you don't kill people. <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? She said, I see you in meetings. She's like, and I see you getting all red faced and you're getting all fired up. She's like, and then there's this weird calm that comes over your face. <laughs> and she's like, I need to know how to do that so I don't kill people. And I said, Sarah, it's a little fun game I play in my head called what made you dumb? <laughs> Because nobody – because I do. I I don't think – like nobody wants to be that guy. Nobody wants to be the obstacle. Nobody wants to be the whatever, at least hopefully not. So it's the – all right, what what is the flow chart of your world that led you to where you are right now? Is it bad information? Is it lack of information? Is it – are you afraid of something? Like, you know, whether it's losing your job or whatever. Um, so it's, and I think this falls into that same realm because it's unfortunately the, the take a little more time, the spend a little more is almost so counterculture right now Mm -hmm. because it's all, I want it now. I want it Mm -hmm. fast. I want it cheap. I want it quick. I want it easy. It, it's hard to get that. 
It, it is. And it's a movement that I see a younger generation trying to bring forward. And we have to – I don't know how you spread the word and support uh. that, but it has to happen or the outcome is not going to be pleasant. Yeah, it's about um, what can a person do, not necessarily what can't mm -hmm. a person do. Like I know that I can listen to social media. I can make clever memes, clever puns, and I know that most of the people in this room can. So we all have that in common, and that's um, same holds true for jobs. Like um, – I kind of compare people with disabilities to people who are managers. It's all about how many headaches you can take. And with a person who has a disability, say for myself, it's more internal. It's mm -hmm. not a part of anyone else's business. It's just more I have to take that on my own than anyone else. Yeah. It's just informing others to – um know that that's the only thing that's separating them from, say, a good-paying job. Mm -hmm. uh, most who do will be dedicated. Most people who don't have a job will be dedicated to keep that job if they were to get it. Because like, I, um, um, 2012, I kind of... Uh, I lost my job working at Illegal Services, and it took me a year and a half to find at least um, a relatively good, uh, okay job. And then slowly I got better, and now I'm kind of like working with GM. And <laughs> it's just this little process of re a really, really low process of getting people to understand that I can do the job. Mm -hmm. I think it can be hard enough for someone without air quote disabilities to find a job. I think you have like eight seconds when someone looks at your resume to capture your attention to get a position and then you put something else on there. You're just adding to it. It can, it can take a year and a half for someone without a so-called disability to get a good mm -hmm. job. The kids are graduating college every day and not working in the fields that they I, um, majored in. Like I have a friend who um, uh, was all honors in high school, but then when he got into computer science, he, um, he flunked down on his second year, and that's all because, like, um, he didn't understand the material, and so mm -hmm. his confidence went down. And that's um, a lot of the problems that sim today are because um, job wise is because um, the confidence level. The yeah. Yeah. it's you're right. It's very very frustrating trying to find a job today. Mm. Yep, no absolutely. It's been a long struggle trying to figure it out and being rejected time and time again. I put in applications everywhere, and it's just so hard to find a job. It's frustrating. And because I'm dis I have my disability being deaf, it's I don't even have a chance to get in the door. So I, I guess my follow-up question to that would be, 
like where does where in the process does that break down? Like I, I'm assuming, like, I, do you list that you're deaf on your resume, and and that's that's a door closer, or is it when the actual interview gets scheduled or something like that? And this is G speaking for Nadia. Yeah. Yes, actually, one time that did happen. Um, I applied and put in my resume and application, and they called me for an interview. And after when I was talking with them for the interview, they rejected me because I was deaf um, and they had a bad experience in the past with a deaf person. So they would not even consider me. Interesting. And if you don't mind, just a point of clarification. This is Nadia speaking. Pretend I'm not here when I'm interpreting. OK. That, uh, Sorry, that's I all. figured they couldn't see. What was happening? That's all. Oh, that's yeah, all that's right. right. That's it's, fine. It's all a learning experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a, exactly. A, we are bound to make mistakes. It's all about the damage control. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But yeah. Exactly, exactly. Spe uh, speaking about places that help with damage i wanted to talk about a little bit about uh project for awesome like i never have talked with that within the last four weeks right. <laughs> um but as we're recording this this is a big weekend for project for awesome isn't it yes yes it is um so yesterday people posted their videos on to a site called projectforawesome.com and um are at this point, people are looking at set videos and phoning them up to um, um, give exposure to other um, nonprofit organizations. Like, um, I'm waiting on one to call me right now, but that's not happening. Right? It's that's all good. Um, Welcome to running a show, guests flake. <laughs> yeah, I was just um, I was just saying in um, outside when we were in break that people do fight or flight, but so I do <laughs> I do expect this often. So, it happens. Yeah, it's part so, of the it's part of the gig. Yeah, couple of the um, videos that I've put up, and um, I'm one of them that I've helped out. It's called the Neighborhood Gardening Coalition, mm -hmm. and I've talked about that a couple times within this podcast. And then another one called the Autism Alliance of Michigan. They um, they not only help people within the autism community, but also um, people with a cognitive impairment and um, not – Always Michigan. Uh, the main um, the main title for it is Autism Alliance of Michigan, but it is more um, Autism Alliance than anything. Uh, so yeah, they help with um, help people with developmental disabilities and. Um, um, I checked them out a little bit. I checked out the Autism for Alliance website. And one of the things that I was impressed with was with the list of 
companies that they had that work with the autistic community, places where you can go and fit in with portrait studios, haircutting um, places that will take the clientele in and they're prepared and equipped to handle them properly. And I, I was impressed by the list of resources that they had for the autistic community. So if you go to that website, um, lots of places that you can uh, yeah. go they, to. Um, yeah, um, one of their um, main functions is to just, um, they find out, um, like, um, they schedule down for an interview and just find out, um, just find out how comfortable you are with like the jobs you have. And, and I, I like that group somewhat. I've had, um, a few friends of mine who have been employed through them. So it's kind of a, um, uh, uh, a a mutual friendship, if you call it that. Mm -hmm. Lots <laughs> um, of good resources, though. I'm sure most people are familiar with them, but if you're not, it's worth a go. It's worth to go look at their website. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Although I voted for the neighborhood garden, Ian. Sorry, one vote per project uh, for awesome viewer. I voted for the garden. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, You're not I, sure I voted for them? I, or? I'm not sure you can vote for just one place. It if says you you have voted. I'll try again today. I don't know. Is it one vote per day? Or? I don't know. I, it said you voted and then it kind of, mm. you know, like lightened right. up. It wasn't well, like bright anymore. Mm. It kind of like went to the background like you have voted. If there's more than one... I can't say for sure, but I think you can vote for more than one. What? The, a, it may say somewhere that you can't. Oh, but, oh what? What? I didn't. I didn't see. I'd like I to know see. how much money they're at right now. Yesterday was ridiculous. No. When I last looked before this podcast, I saw that it was already at a million and a half. Today? Now, yep. Whoa. was that just today's? Because yesterday they were already at a million and a quarter. Yeah. They're, so that's just I, today's a million and a half? That is huge to split between these charities. Um, last year they got into about two point. One five million dollars. So, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, um, should be yeah. pretty good today. The end of it. Yeah, all depends. Like, uh, um, Project for Awesome is mainly um, uh, their father company is called um, the Foundation to. Decrease World Sock, <laughs> and that is a legit five hundred one c three company, and yeah. they try to help out by, like I've said before, um, exposing smaller uh, nonprofits by posting their videos up on the site. Mm -hmm. so, they do fantastic work. Yeah, 
They're kind of like a telethon only. They have an Indiegogo, a own dedicated site, and a live stream where you can see special guests. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Um, um, again, um, um, curious question. Um, do you um, like doing a lot of community involvement, like, right with it? Yeah. <laughs> like outside of work or. Um, yes, actually, uh, there are different events and shows that we encourage uh, people to go to and that I'm very motivated to go to. Um, as the deaf community, we are very, very connected to each other and support each other. So there's always deaf events to go to. I see, like, um, like, could you give me an example? What? <laughs> um, okay, well, um... Oh, I don't even know. I can't even think. I'm laughing so hard right now. I can't even think straight. I'm so so on the spot right now. Are you looking for community service? Do you mean? Yeah, I mean more like service. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's not more like service about events, not like social. Yes, we do do that too. Um, the there are deaf people who are always involved in community service. Um, doing uh, doing work for um, working to make equality um, and oppression of deaf people, encouraging and supporting each other. Um, there are many different organizations and and developing developing services for the deaf that are deaf motivated as well. And what about just community service in general? Can you know, is the deaf community could I don't know what like serve food at gleaners or help sort? You know the what was that the backpacks for back to school? You know what I mean? Like volunteering in the in the community. Yes, what? yes, I know what you mean. Um, you're right. You know, we do mm -hmm. do that sometimes too, and it's. Basically, as a community, we want to give back. Mm -hmm. um, whether we're applying for a job or working in the community to serve, it really doesn't make a difference. There's always the same struggles, too. Um, life mm -hmm. can always be better, and we need to strive to make that improvement and empower ourselves and others. I, I'm sure it would be the same um you would come up against the same obstacles. But I'm thinking it it would be more inclusive um, to get out there and volunteer more, and that would shine a light on the abilities of the deaf community as well as any other disabled community, for lack of a better way to put oh, it. Oh, yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. um, we're teaching our next generation as they come up, teaching sign language, 
Um, we teach hearing people sign language as well. Um, mm-hmm. Try to show hands on, getting involved, doing things. And show them what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. And then we can stand up and do more. And we yes. are not limited. Yes. And it's just training. And yes. that's a whole training process that needs to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. I, it would only benefit everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think... Like DEFCAN also, which is another organization, has opportunities to volunteer. There you go. And they help Mm -hmm. people in the deaf community. And that might help our process out a little bit. Yeah, I think it would only benefit everybody involved. It would benefit the deaf community and the people that you're helping, the people that you're volunteering to help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think um give us a moment. And spotlighting the deaf community and what we can do and we mm-hmm. can dance, we like music. Mm-hmm. We can feel the vibrations and that's how we can participate in that. Yeah, you know, I bring think, attention to the deaf community that these barriers don't have to be barriers. Yeah, not to bring up a we television can all show. Down together. Didn't we just see that girl on? Um, I don't know if I can say the television show. She was the singer, and I think she was one of the semifinalists. She was deaf. That was a really good representation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to mention yeah. the show's name. Yeah. I don't know what we can say and can't say, but yeah, I think that was. Really good to bring that to the attention of, and that a lot of people saw that. That's yeah, that yeah, was you're great right. Exposure. It mm-hmm. brought a lot of attention, mm-hmm. and people were able to notice it and see it, mm-hmm. and that brought some spotlight onto the deaf community, and yeah. it was a good help. I mean, we have we have to like our interpreters too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Interpreters getting clarification. Yeah. Makes sense. Um. It spotlighted the it spotlighted how we communicate with American Sign Language mm-hmm. and interpreters as well. Right. Um, <laughs> I, um, what do you want to talk about now, Ian? What do we want to talk about now. Um, I want. Uh, a little bit more about um, um, this is kind of a hurdle um, a little bit but again, again it's real easy to just take a break if you need to and it's I the beauty a, of the I format. have a good transition. <laughs> okay, run I with it. I have a good transition. <laughs> oh, I was talking. Uh, I was watching this game. It's um, a Rachel game called Getting Over It. Um, is anyone? Um, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a game. It's made from the same producer who made um, the game Quop, Q-W-O-P. It's a race emulation game that is extremely frustrating. This is all you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard of this. Oh, man, we are in all trouble. Right. The, fir- right. the first thing I, I picture when I hear the hear the name getting over it 
and when you combine that with co-op is somebody trying to scale a wall. It's exactly it's exactly that. <laughs> you're um, I'm a, oh, I have some sharp instincts apparently. Oh wow, yeah, cuz that's not where that's not what I got. See. <laughs> you're this guy, this buff guy who's sitting inside of a black urn using nothing more than a um like a sort of chisel to um, scale, like a quote-unquote mountain, <laughs> and it's extremely difficult because you have to move the um, looks more like a sledgehammer that you're using to scale. It's a very infuriating game. <laughs> It sounds like it would be. That's, a sledgehammer does not sound like an appropriate tool in that scenario. <laughs> if you push against a um, a wall too much, you go in the opposite direction. And and you fall? And you fall. Well, yeah. And, no, I don't know. Yeah, you fall. Like You move in the other direction and have a very good chance of falling. You may even get to near the end and then fall all the way back down to the beginning. This game has like no checkpoints. <laughs> Sounds like the scenario if you pizza when you should french fry, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> <sighs> nice. Good South Park reference. <laughs> well, I have been playing the uh, new South Park game lately, so... Is it the uh, phone killer? No, or the uh, fractured but whole. The fractured but whole. <laughs> yeah, actually, just finished it yesterday, <sighs> and I'm waiting on the DLC that's going to allow me to go to Castle Bonita. Uh, nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, the fractured but whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got it. We got it. Yeah. And uh, before I met my wife, I did not realize Castle Bonita was a real place. Where? Go figure. It's in uh, it's in Denver. Oh, I couldn't tell you where in Denver, but hmm. what is it? It's a Mexican restaurant with oh. cliff divers and all sorts oh, of wow. weird stuff you wouldn't find in a real it's rainforest Mexican. cafe. Oh, but Mexican, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. El rainforest cafe. <laughs> That's right. La La Casa Bonita. Mamma mia. That's that Italian. Italian. That would be an Italian joint. <laughs> <That's Italian. laughs> yeah. We were. Uh, see. Uh, there you go. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, no, my. I guess I'm not calling. I feel um, that um, we could wrap things up here. Um, okay. And um, Kathy, um, where can we find you? Should I be even be asking now? <laughs> I feel like she's becoming the Where's Waldo of the show. <laughs> I am where I am. But I'm worrying more of a Where's you Waldo said, Wait suit. a minute. Ian, you said you were going to have like a Twitter account or something. Yeah. Wasn't that promised like a couple weeks ago? Or I feel something? like I remember that. I, I feel like just, I remember that too. I was just about well, to well, well, when, oh, I flew when, it. I when, flew when, it. <laughs> When we come to my my time in the rotation, we'll we'll talk some more about that. <laughs> yes. Now, Phil, where can um we find you? Well, you can find me personally waiting waiting with bated breath for the Casa Bonita expansion for <laughs> South Park: The Fractured But Whole. 
But you can find the Retro Detroit Nerdfighters on Twitter at RD Nerdfighters. What? Yes. Yeah. I don't even And you'll recognize us by the pink Darth Vader. Yes. I don't even know how to do that. Someone's going to yes. show me how to look at something on Twitter, right? Twitter is basically um, the Game of Thrones of the internet. There's 140 characters and I have no idea what the hell's going on. It's okay. More, <laughs> no, it's more like 300 characters. Oh, that's right. Now, it's 280 now. So 280 now, characters. So now it's – Budget's been expanded. So it's season six. No, <laughs> I thought it was more of like the This is Sparta. Um, <laughs> but I've never that seen that too. either. Wait a minute. Let's just go back to this Game of Thrones. Is it worth my time? Is, or am I too far gone So I, I started watching it the first time around <laughs> and I got four episodes in. And went, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Okay. And then just – and then about a year ago, somebody was like – or actually not even a year ago. About six months ago, somebody was like, look, just power through the first season. It gets so much better after that. So now I'm like halfway through season five. Like I've, and? I've burned through them. It's a good okay. show. And is there um – Fractured but whole on every episode. I hear that's a case too. Right? Uh, it's a typical HBO show. There's yeah. uh, there's a lot of gratuitous nudity. <laughs> okay. uh, it's it's a thing. So it, and so, but it's right. but what they did is they did so the it got that. It has that going. For so it. it's got that going for it. <laughs> um, yeah, but so I mean, and it's it is. It's every HBO show. Like they they very much front load. <laughs> pardon the pun. Ah. Uh, <laughs> like like the like the first few episodes are very very nudity heavy because they're like oh get viewers get viewers um, and then like. It starts to tone that down a little bit. Like it's still a thing, but it's is it not on Netflix now. Uh, I know it's on HBO Go. I don't mm. think it's. I think HBO is pretty. See, I don't know. Mine. I, I think it, I know HBO <laughs> at one point was sharing their stuff with Amazon Prime, but I think oh, I that deal. I think oh, that right. deal's coming oh, to I have an Amazon end. Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime. You can do. Uh, actually, you can do HBO Go through Amazon Prime because they've got that right, set up so with them, it. Showtime, and a couple others. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. Okay. I might give it a go. I I'm watching one right now that is was recommended, and I'm like kind of like, uh. it happens. Yeah. All right. So, Phil, where can we find you? Um, you can find me uh, waiting, waiting at the waiting at the bottom of the cliff for the cliff divers at Casa Bonita. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I with a paint you'll never I get you'll Phil never is. get over it though. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, the never get over the wall. Or, yeah, what was that? And Jeremiah, where can we find you? Uh, find all the fun at uh, dailydetroit.com. Yes, we can find that. Daily that sounded news. like there's a lot of fun there. You, did you More want to try that again? That's that, that sounded like I'm exhausted from all of the fun. Any, I, any, it's <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Um, I have an event later. Yeah. I had an event last night and the event before that and then the night before that. Because holiday season. It's been a long week. Right. And so like this is – yeah. Yeah. In fact, I am exhausted. But <laughs> it is a lot of fun. And if you too want to be exhausted and you too want to stare into space on a Saturday afternoon after all the fun you had, check out our City 5 listing. There you go. Every Thursday on DailyDetroit.com. What to know and where to go. Uh, I wish I knew how to do the current the Frog voice because I'd be like, yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I don't expect you to um um answer me, but um uh Brittany, Nadia, G, where can we find you? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't expect you I don't to know. say 
Yo fight. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I'll just text you from now on and everyone will just follow suit. It looks like if you want to get to Nadi, you have to go through Ian. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right. So, um, thank you for listening. Um, as always, um, DFTBA, that stands for Don't Forget to Be Awesome. Thank you. <laughs>